Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey there, greetings and good day. Welcome back to Gather by the Ghost Light, original stories for radio theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, here with you as always, giving you a new audio play for your ear holes. But first, I just want to say that all the stories you've heard on this podcast so far, they all originally started out as stage plays for the most part. Most of them even already had a production history prior to being recorded in the audio play format. With that in mind, If you're listening and you are associated with a theater and you'd like to perform any of the plays that you've heard on any episode so far, shoot an email over to gatherbytheghostlight at gmail.com and I'll get you in touch with the playwright who wrote it. That goes for a professional, community, or even a student production. Just let us know and I'll get you connected with the writer. Now on to today's story. This one is called Backseat Driver. It's a Saturday night and a young woman named Darcy is sitting in her car in a parking lot enjoying some music. But she's about to meet a very drunk woman named Tina. And as they chat with each other, it turns out that things aren't always what they seem. Now, gather around the ghost light, sit back and enjoy. This is Backseat Driver, written by Scott Mullen and performed by Marion Thibodeau and Chelsea Mahoney. What are you doing? Get out of my car! I need to go to one. To one. What's my address again? I want to go home. Here's my license. Take me there. Who are you? I'm Tina, and you're my Uber driver, Sanjay. Do I look like a Sanjay? Hold still for a minute. Let me see. I'm not an Uber driver! Well, this is a car, right? Obviously. Then take me home. Please. I'll give you two dollars and... Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen... Two dollars I'm not driving anywhere. Then what are you doing? Nothing. You're sitting in your car in the parking lot of a Denny's, just doing nothing? That's sad. You're drunk. Exactly. It's dangerous out there on the streets. For other people, I could do anything to anybody. I don't think you're a danger to anyone. Well, I might throw up on them. Oh, I might throw up on you. (sighs) Maybe you'd better get out. Oh, can I just sit here and wait for my Uber? No! Please. Please. Fine. You can sit there and wait for your Uber. If you can be quiet. Well, I can be quiet. Good. Totally quiet. Shh. Hey, do I know you? No. Did we go to school together? No. Wait. You live in my apartment building on 3rd Street. Daisy. No. Dina, no. Destiny, no. Dahlia, no. Daffodil? Stop! Darcy. My name is Darcy. 
I totally remembered you had a D in your name. Did you used to have a perm? Oh, no. I can totally see you with a perm. You are not being quiet. Why are you in the parking lot of a Denny's? Why are you? Well, this is where my friend Liz promised to meet me if we get separated at the club. And we totally got separated, so I came down here hoping she'd be here, but no Liz. Maybe she got lucky. <laughs> Maybe she got busy, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I do. So then I called an Uber, and there you were. Take me home. No! Because you're doing something? I am. What are you doing? Nothing. <gasps> this is like a mystery. I'm like a drunk Sherlock Holmes. Sure drunk Holmes. <laughs> she sure drunk Holmes. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, that was funny. If I laugh, will you leave? Hey, there's no pity laughing on a Saturday night. Fine, I'm going. Oh, thank God. You... You said you were going. All you did was move up to my front seat. You really need to lock your doors. Get out! I want to see what you're looking at. Oh, is it that girl in the restaurant in the window? No. With the hat? No. Look me in the face and say no. No. You're totally lying. Wait, doesn't she live in our building? Nope. She totally does. That's Ruby? Reggie? Rose? Does she? I hadn't noticed. Eh, lies. Why are you watching Rose? Oh, are you stalking her? No. It seems like you're stalking her. I'm not. Parked out in the parking lot watching her. This was the only spot available. <laughs> well, we know that's not true. So I have to admit, that's interesting. You and Rose, can't say I ever pictured it, but you know, she's an interesting girl, and you, you have potential. You think so? So you admit you like her? No! I guess it was because of her looks. But she's not a classic beauty, so there must be a story. I love a good story. No. You say no a lot. I'm not telling you anything. You need to start saying yes more. When I started saying yes, my life changed. My life opened up. You should have said no to another drink. <laughs> You're funny. Does Rose like funny girls? I don't think she likes girls at all. She's in there with a guy. But you like her. You're not going to let this drop, are you? No. Hey! You see? I said no. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Tell me something about Rose that will stop me from walking in there right now and telling her that you're creeping on her. I'm not creeping on her. Tell me. She kissed me. <gasps> she did not. I was at the building New Year's Eve party. I remember that party. You were there? A little bit, but there was no one I really knew there. I didn't feel like I belonged. So I was leaving, and I heard a girl yell. So I went around the corner of the hallway, and Rose was trying to pull away from this guy who was all over her. So I hit him, right on the chin, and he went down. <laughs> Frank Peters. Was that his name? It was. Wait. You heard this story? Nah, yeah, keep going. So, Rose looked at me, and she was way too drunk, but she said, Thank you. And she staggered off. 
And I saw that she wasn't in good shape, so I made sure she got into her apartment okay. And I guess on some drunk level, she saw I was taking care of her, and she kissed me. On the lips. And she staggered inside and closed her door, and... And I know that seems really stupid and a little pathetic, getting my first kiss from a drunk girl who doesn't even like girls, but... It felt nice. I was her guardian angel. And I decided I liked that job. So every Saturday night, I keep tabs on her. Just to make sure she's safe. Plus, she posts everything on Instagram. Tonight, she's out with this guy. You can barely see him from this angle. Not sure he's the best guy. Plus, he took her to a Denny's. Nothing better than a warm slice of apple pie and some ice cream at the end of a fun night. (laughs) That does sound good. So, I'm keeping an eye on them. Just to make sure he's not driving drunk or he's not being mean to her. I just want her to be happy. That's all it is. Wow. So, if your Uber driver doesn't show up and you want to fall asleep in the back of my car, as soon as I'm done watching Rose, I'll drop you home too. Because everyone should be safe. And you look like you could use a guardian angel, too. So you don't have some weird fantasy that Rose is going to fall for you? She's not gay. And I don't know her. I may never have an actual conversation with her. I wouldn't be surprised if she has no memory of the night I walked her home. I honestly hope she finds love with one of these guys. I really do. You're just a nice girl with nothing better to do on a Saturday night. (laughs) Sadly, I guess that is true. Can I tell you something? What? I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink all night. I don't understand. My friend Rose texted me and said there was some someone peeping on her at the Denny's. Oh, 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 God! So, I figured I'd climb in the back of your car and see what was going on. Because I'm kind of her guardian angel, too. We all look out for each other. This is mortifying. Uh, you're all right. What? I heard about Frank getting punched. He deserved it. Rose also has a vague memory of someone helping her, but you're right. She has no idea who it was. But that was a good deed. So, we're going to walk into Denny's. No! And tell Rose that there's no problem. And then, we're going to sit down and order apple pie with ice cream and bring them back to the car. And we're going to have some pie and keep an eye on our girl, okay? Uh, All right. And who knows? Maybe you'll find love. With you? Would that be a terrible thing? Mm, No. Say yes to the pie. Yes. (laughs) Yes looks good on you. Let's go. That was Backseat Driver, an original production written by Scott Mullen and directed by Jonathan Cook. It was performed by Marion Thibodeau and Chelsea Mahoney. Intro music is provided by artist JK47. Featured song Invincible was written by musical duo The Orcas. If you'd like to perform a stage play version of the story you've heard today, send an email to gatherbythegostlight at gmail.com to get connected with the playwright. 
Thank you all for listening today. And hey, if you like what you've heard today and you want to be in the know when new episodes are going to be released, then please subscribe and find us on social media to stay up to date. I'm Jonathan Cook. And as always, stay safe. And I'll see you next time we gather by the ghost light. It's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.